What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you guys know the drill. You don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone, but before I introduce my co-host, I want to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson, especially people that have been listening more recently than not. You guys know I do a series of pay-per-view previews on this channel. Currently, it's known as Get Hyped. Before that, last year, maybe the year before, it was known as the Pay-Per-View Pick'em, but before that, it was known as Tackle, and you guys know Christian Guapo, those are my co-hosts for Tackle, but they are not the originators. The originators of the Tackle series, going back many, many moons, are myself and my guest at this time, you may know him, you may not know him, Mr. O.K. Fabe. What's going on, sir? You know, just because we were the originators does not necessarily mean we were the best version, but glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a history lesson, especially for those of you listening in an audio form. If you guys are listening in an audio form, you want to find me on YouTube, go search Spaz Phoenix. If you're listening to me on YouTube right now, you want to find me in an audio form, go to any of your podcasting platforms, put in Spaz Phoenix Podcast. You will find me. Look up the Spaz Phoenix Podcast on Facebook, Spaz Phoenix One on Twitter, Spaz Phoenix on Instagram. I'm all over the place. I'm making my mess all over the social media landscape, and that's dirty. We're not going to do that. Bring a towel. Bring a towel. But that's technically more exciting than the show we have coming up this Sunday. Connor, we haven't talked in a while, as we mentioned briefly off-air. Uh, what a show to talk about to to bring you back on the show. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, am I being punished? <laughs> um, this is a it's, weird it's show. It's fine. I, I understand I haven't been here on in a while. I haven't, I haven't done anything. With, it, it's, you, you're burying it, – it's not a burial, but it, it's basically a receipt because I haven't been on the show in a while. I haven't done anything in sort of collabs with you in a long time, so this is a receipt for that. I understand not for, that. Okay, it should be said, not for lack of both of us trying to find something that would work. <laughs> no, this is, this is like the MST3K version of trying to do a pay-per-view review or preview. Oh, my God, yeah. But – I will say, it is good to have you back, first of all. Second of all, it is a really weird show. Third of all, you and I are both really, really banter and hilarious, so why wouldn't we do this show? Now, I will say, because the show is ridiculous and because I use this platform as my only real chance to talk about mainstream WWE, there are a couple of things I want to hit on before we get into the actual show, because the actual show, I don't think, is going to bring up that much conversation. First of all, rewind. Four or five days, I mean, people are listening to this on Saturday night, so it'll be six days at that point. The biggest thing that happened in wrestling this week, what is it? Is it is it the NWO showing up on SmackDown? No. Is it, you know, anything that happened on NXT, like NXT Lockdown? No. Connor, I want your thoughts, your expert, your YWC uh, alumni opinion of Eric Rowan Spider. Okay, first off, you can't see it, but I'm pretty sure I can feel the air quotes that Spaz is doing when he says expert, um, like really intensely. Um, the spider, though. Why? <laughs> why? 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 Why a fucking spider? Why? I, 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 why? Why a spider? I hope it's a swerve. I, I, was, I was honestly hoping for Mae Young's hand. Oh, my God. Because you can't tell me that wouldn't have gotten a, fa- a fantastic reaction. No, like, okay. No, that would have gotten a couple people tossing out a token, eh, I see what you did there. 
But That's I mean, about it. it. You would have gotten the same reaction from No Way Jose and his conga line crew. You would have gotten the exact same reaction. But, but okay, no, but we've I, seen we've seen May Young's hand. To be fair, though, it's all grown up now. It wouldn't have fit in the cage. It's the it's the other hand. Oh, good lord. Well, there's two. Yeah, uh, I would assume, but I would assume that they're twins. Right, because they high fived. Oh, they high fived genitals. Hey, hey, that's what we call a slapstick. So, um, the. The, the, the spider, I don't, I don't get that. And, and here, and here's the thing. This is a classic example of, in my opinion, and, and I could be wrong here. It depends on what they do next week. Next week, Eric and Rowan can come out and just say like, "Ha, that was not the real cage. This is the real cage." So it, you know, fucking moot point. But if, if this is legit, it's I think another example of WWE saying like, "We have something here. We have a mystery, mysterious thing." And but we don't know what be? it is. Right, right. And they, and they, they, they're like. Say, what are we going to do with that thing over there? I don't know. Do you have an idea? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, hey, what's that egg doing over at Survivor Series? What do you want to come oh, out of that? I don't my know. God. No, but the, the gobbledygooker comparisons were running fast and thick this week. I will. I won't say that. Uh, who, Horn, Hornswog, uh, who, Hornswoggle who, as the uh, general manager was the other big comparison I that, heard. That's the other one I was about to say. Like, who's the general manager of Raw? I don't know. Who's Vince McMahon's son? I don't know. Like, it, it, it's an example of they build up some sort of idea that could have some very big payoff. And even if the payoff wasn't that big, at least be a key part of some sort of major storyline and just – it was a fart in the wind. You know what? I would, the only way they could save this, and even this wouldn't be that great, would be – remember when he was with Daniel Bryan for a little bit and Daniel Bryan tried to tell us what a genius he is? Um for him to come out next week, and I'm not saying that they would do this, please let me underscore, I'm not saying that they're actually going to do this. Uh, for him to come out next week laughing at the audience and just be like, of course I was able to convince you that you, that there was something in that cage, something mysterious, you know, because you guys saw me follow Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan and all these other guys around, you think I'm, I'm some big dim-witted Neanderthal. I just wanted an excuse to come out here and kick the shit out of people. If you guys wanted to believe that there was something more to it than that, that's on you. That would be better like than the spider. Mulligan. It's like, ah, oh, well, we can just, like, say it's, not, it's bullshit. Yeah. I will say, though, like, um, as, as I say, before we came on the air, I, we had a brief conversation. My take on wrestling, either it's really good or it's really funny. When I saw... Have you seen the trailer for the Fast and Furious 9? He, he, yeah. With John Cena. I saw this, right? And uh, I watch a lot of uh, a guy on YouTube called Emergency Awesome that does a lot of like behind the scenes movie stuff. So nothing's really too shocking to me. Uh, I do suggest anybody that does uh, deep dive into movies like I do go check out Emergency Awesome. He's great. But I knew John Cena was in the movie, and then it's like, okay, but what's he doing? Because I didn't know that. And it's like, okay, oh look, they're all talking him up, and I'm just like, okay, it's John Cena. What are they gonna do? What What are the themes in Fast and the Furious? And they're always oh, a He's a big game hunter, and he's a he's a multi-talented like fighter and thief, and obviously he's a performance driver. And who is he? And then Letty like really quietly is like, "It's Dom's brother." And by the time she says, "It's Dom's brother," I'm like, "A fucking course he is." When he pulled the spider out of the cage, I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" And it was pretty much the same reaction. I was like, "It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Not that the spider is hilarious." But it's hilarious that all of us knew it was going to be something dumb and couldn't fight off, like, the 1% of our brains that are like, this could be the one thing they do that's not dumb. Of course it's not. <laughs> no, no. And, and that, and you know what? I think you're right. I think it's an education lesson of, like, we all should have known better. We all should have really known better that the same people 
who could bring us an awesome storyline like the Randy Orton Edge one, is also delivering us. Despite all its rage, we're still just a spider in a cage. You, be, you beat me to the to the Smashing Pumpkins reference. I really yep. wish that like they had kept it out until Elimination Chamber, so there could have at least been the parallel of he's now he's the person in the cage, he's the thing in the cage. But they did they couldn't they couldn't wait like another six days, and nope. there's no men's chamber. Nope, because apparently they couldn't wait six more days for this chamber match. This just a chamber pay per view in general. Yeah, there's no... Actually, I think it's kind of... We're going to talk about the fact that there's no main titles on this card, actually. But I think... Uh, no, in fact... Uh, in fact, there's what? Um, I mean, we'll get to it, obviously, but... There's a tag chamber and a, and a women's chamber. Now, I do like that in a certain yeah. regard, because it does break the mold of, oh, we save these, these gimmicks that people like for main event feuds, for main title feuds. It does give the opportunity, regardless of who's in it, and regardless of what's actually happening, like, mid-card people can do these things, too. It's like when we had the women's revolution the past couple of years, and they they got their shot at all the different gimmicks. You know, they were doing the whole, like, girls can do this, too. Um, I feel there's a more general thing. And they've done it over the past couple of years at Elimination Chamber. But you know what? Women can do this, too. Mid-card champions can do this, too. Tag teams can do this, too. Now, regardless of who's in it this year, I do like that it's being spread around a little bit more that way. I think it, it gives everybody a little piece of the pie, because if if you're going into an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and you know only the big titles are being defended in those chambers, everything else, like the Intercontinental or the U.S. champion, sort of gets reminded who they are if their title can't exist in that scenario. Right. No, I, I, I get what you're saying on that aspect. Like... On one hand, it's kind of a bit of like, wow, they really don't give a crap about this pay-per-view. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, not always, sometimes, the pay-per-views that have the little most care to it, at least the the, the, the crappiest build, end up being actually some of the better shows, the better pay-per-views in the entire year. Now, I'm not saying Chamber's going to be, but it might pull out some surprises. I think I think what this one suffers from is and I've heard and I've heard you say that before on shows and I agree with you a lot of the time. I think the thing with this pay-per-view specifically because it's so solidified as the sort of the pre-show to WrestleMania, even if we get something particularly great here or a surprise classic here, it won't matter in 2 weeks. Like it's got that I mean we just got over the the great, you know, forward-thinking Saudi Arabia show a couple days ago. But um, it, and they always get referred to as being the big house shows, which I don't necessarily mind because a big house show does serve its own purpose. This really, really does feel like a house show in a lot of ways because we know where everything's going. We're already booking the mania matches, so this is just like it's something we need to get out of the way. And I'm gonna draw when we get to what I think the main event is going to be, I'm going to draw a criticism towards WWE that I've driven towards AEW quite a bit, just to show everybody out there that I'm fair, that I'm not a hater, that I will bring it to the other side as well. But I don't think, and I mean, please tell me if you if you disagree, I don't think there's a lot of matches on here where there's much guesswork involved. So this isn't, to me, this isn't something I can do like a real proper preview on because it's like, oh, so and so is going to win. Well, because of course they are, because they're already going on to this and this and this. Right now, but um, I, I just I was just laughing. The, I was just thinking in my head how funny it is that the WrestleMania pre-show, that WrestleMania has become so long that the pre-show is taking place this Sunday. 
WrestleMania is going to be like eight hours long, and it's on a. Boat. I mean, at this point, it's going to be thirty-two days long because I mean, we're doing the kickoff shows now, right? This is oh my god, essentially the kickoff show. I do think it's it's it'll be cool, and uh, Jake and I will obviously touch on this a lot more when we get closer to it. Uh, this is going to be the first. WWE show that's had an NXT attached because they've really done a shuffling in how they schedule the uh, corresponding NXT stuff because they did they did the Worlds Collide before Rumble instead of a typical takeover. They had a takeover that got to sit on its own on its own night that I thought was fantastic. Then they did the UK stuff. Um, NXT's uh, <laughs> NXT spends a lot more time on this channel than main roster WWE does. But now that they've gone out and had their own um, their own takeover on their own weekend. They got a, they got a Sunday to themselves. How do you think they balance out uh, having a takeover being its own element when potentially at least one match, possibly more, uh, is going to bleed over into WrestleMania itself? I think that I, I knew eventually this was going to happen, and I think the reason is for that is because the takeovers were stealing those weekends. And I, I was, you know, you hear, how long has it been that we've had... Um, you know, takeovers attached with the big four. It's been, what, like two, three years, maybe four, maybe four years, where there's a takeover, you know, tied to a big four. And almost, I actually, I, I'm pretty sure every single takeover that has been attached to a big four weekend has been the better show, one way yeah. or the other. Now, um, now, sometimes, I will say, though, there are people that go in on the Friday of those weekends saying, well, yeah, what, why, why bother with Sunday? NXT is going to be better. Now, that's a safe bet. But right. you you almost have people that are predisposing themselves to thinking that. Because, I mean, and I, you know what, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to pull up what we know so far about WrestleMania weekend. Um, now, I, I want to specify what I say by this. These are, not all the matches that I'm about to say are matches that we want to see individually. They're not necessarily what what we're crying out for. But you can't deny that they're big matches. What it looks like we have right now is got the NXT women's number one contender ladder match, possibly Gargano versus Ciampa again, Finn Balor versus Walter of all people. John oh, that's John that's Cena the versus one that's that's John, the one's got me pumped up. John Cena versus The Fiend, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, probably we'll talk about that. 